Okay, I have another question for you. It's a new episode, similar question. But now we're going to talk about the opposite. What feelings would you do almost anything to avoid? We're going to be talking about this on this episode of The Courage Cast. I'm your host, Eric Nordoff. Oh boy, oh boy, this is going to be a lot of fun. If you have not listened to the previous episode, the previous session where I dove into feelings and the question I posed before was what feelings are most important to you in your life? Today, I'm asking you, what feelings would you do almost anything to avoid? It's the opposite. It's very important that we look at both sides of our feelings because our feelings indicate for us what we believe. And where do our beliefs come from? They come from our thoughts. And thoughts and feelings, I used to think feelings were, ah, bah, we just need to, feelings are not something you should listen to. I was wrong. We need to be listening to our feelings because our feelings are so interrelated with what we believe and what we believe is what we take action on and what we take action on determines our results. So it's so important that we discuss this because if we're not content, if we're not having this sense of freedom, which is what I'm going for, there's something just to get curious about. And so the second part of this assignment that Cliff Ravenscraft gave me this values assignment was asking that question, what feelings would you do almost anything to avoid? And then he asked me to pick five and rate rank them in order of one to five. One being the highest priority, the, the most common feeling that I'd almost do anything to avoid. And then he would ask the question of what has to happen for me to feel like that? All right. So my first feeling that I almost would do almost anything to avoid is feeling of failure or failing, being seen as a failure, seeing myself as a failure, failing myself or being a failure to others. Big time, big time in my life. So what has to happen for me to feel like a failure or to be seen as a failure? Well, I didn't accomplish my goal. I didn't accomplish what I set out to do. I fell short of my expectations, which are super high, by the way, in an unhealthy way. I fell short of others' expectations. That's sometimes even more more motivating to me. I have to be publicly embarrassed, um, maybe losing, not winning, not finishing something. So that has to happen for me to feel like a failure, all those things. Can you see... Again, where this can be really, really unhealthy and not useful for me to have this belief and to have this feeling dictate my thoughts and actions and determine, can you see the results that will happen when I live this way? The second feeling that I would do almost anything to avoid is disappointing others. Very similar to number one, but different in the sense of it's very outside focused, even more so, I think, 
falling short of others' expectations, whether it's assumed or communicated. A lot of times it's assumed what I believe they expect of me. Both are equally avoided. When others express disappointment in me, I've done so much, especially as a kid. I remember I did not want my parents, my dad to know about something and I lied. I would completely lie because that would be my way of avoiding the feeling of his disappointment in me. And when I don't please others, again, it is really, really hard for me to let other people down. Or this is what came up for me when I did this exercise a few months ago. And since then, I've really been doing some work. And we're going to talk about that in the next episode of Courage Cast. But I've done a lot of work on this, on these things. Number three, feeling stupid, feeling like a nitwit. A nitwit is a funny phrase that my dad used once that my family uses all the time now because he said it in a very funny way at a funny moment when my son was passing it to what my father deemed to be a nitwit on his team. (laughs) And that was why I wrote that. But feeling stupid, feeling stupid, I avoid it like the plague. When I make a mistake, so what has to happen for me to feel that way? When I make a mistake, when I make an error in judgment, when I rush or am too quick to move, when others point out to me my mistakes, and when I fail, I feel stupid. So I will do a lot to avoid that, or especially I have in the past done that. So it's just a great awareness exercise that I want you to do too. Number four, that I'll do anything to avoid, do almost anything to avoid, feeling, missing out, the feeling of missing out. What has to happen for me to miss out? Saying no. When I see others have success and I realize I quit before I had that success, other people are successful and I'm not. Or it looks like other people are having a good time, as an Enneagram 7 would say. That's what I would say. But the big one is saying no. Can you see why I'm more motivated to say yes, because I don't want to miss out. I'm very aware of this now. All right, number five, that feeling of hopelessness, sadness, or even depression is I'll do anything to avoid that. What has to happen for me to feel this way? I have to realize when I realize it's too late, having regrets, not living up to my expectations, when I make a mistake, dwelling on my mistakes, missing out on too much. This is kind of a culmination of everything I said already. Comparison. The older I get, the more susceptible I am to this. It's so true because I feel like I've missed out on some things in life earlier that I could have decided on. And so I'm having regrets and it's, it sort of leads me into this thought life and this pattern, this belief that it's all hopeless. So... Um, Can you see how that can affect me in this way? So this is the exercise. These two questions, the first one is what is most important to you in your life? What feelings are? And what feelings would you do almost anything to avoid? And then asking a sub-question of after you've written out five, ask the sub-question about what has to happen for you to feel like that and give that some thought. It's going to take a couple of hours But I encourage you to do this exercise before you listen to the next episode of the Courage Cast, because we're going to, I'm going to dive into 
some solutions and some really great ways that I have begun thinking and the ways that I've started to believe, things I've started to believe. It's pretty exciting. I can't wait to share it with you. And that's all coming up next on the next episode of Courage Cast. But in the meantime, I'm Eric Nordoff, and I'll see you again soon.